Good morning, Jesse McDooley with the Martial Arts of Money. Today is uh, January 25th, 2019. And uh, today, so part of my morning routine is, uh, and it, it, the thing with morning routines, uh, they're very important, they're also very popular, but you gotta make sure you're not so uh, static. You're, you need to understand that you're, when you're dialed into your process of your true form, being you know kind of the best you can be and all that are you on 10 yet bro are you on 10 yet uh your morning routine is going to change and that's okay because the only thing that we can bank on every day is change life is in a constant flux of change uh but for the most part i like to read in the morning before i even get out of bed so uh i was up at 6 30 today it's eight o'clock and i'm still reading and uh the um so I enjoy reading. It's just uh, just good for you. You just get smart, okay, bud? So today's book we have here, Brand, It Ain't the Logo, by Ted Matthews with Andrus Prone. It's what people think of you. Ted's Lessons, three tools and three rules that can be applied to any organization, whether you have an established culture or an emerging one. Read this book, John Warlow author built to sell amazing book by the way i'm actually going to read that book again because it's so good i read it about uh how many years ago about five years ago now i was kind of newer into my entrepreneur journey i'm going to come back and revisit it it was only 60 pages or 80 pages small quick boom but tells you everything you need to know so for today's uh i want to read a chapter here it's called inspire the team it's chapter 16 and it's only like five pages or something. So it won't be that long. I predict it'd be us 20 minutes here. So I thought it was a good opportunity to, you know, inspire the team. Uh, right now, I don't have any employees in my company. I fired them all. I've actually applied to uh, uh, a job, a very good job. I'm super excited about. And there's a saying, if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go with others. So uh, we'll see which, you know, in, in the fight game, in the life game, nobody knows who's going to win. You don't know how the chips are going to fall down. Just like when you're playing blackjack or poker, nobody really knows what's actually going to happen. And it's that, that moment when the cards reveal itself or the fight is over and you hit an overhand left and a buddy's knocked out on the ground. It's those moments that kind of create change and they can be positive change or better but inspiration is uh, is definitely an important part of uh, the human experience and I'm just learning I guess inspiration is one thing that uh, I can bring to others okay inspire the team building your brand from the inside out is the best way to ensure that your employees will instinctively deliver it to the world. Bingo. So a lot of you got rich guys that are uh, have nice businesses, but you can't do the autopilot. Probably not so good with uh, with the leadership on the employment side. One sec, I gotta find a charger here for my phone. It's gonna die.
Building your brand from the inside out is the best way to ensure that your employees will instinctively deliver it to the world. Stan, what do you expect from the guy who stole a kid's bicycle when his truck broke down? Borrow. I borrow. <laughs> Tom Hanks as FedEx manager. I'm just going to say a quick personal story here. Um, I'm really learning kind of, you know, the people, the things I've been around, you know, I come, you know, from the streets or whatever, we're not going to do that whole OG from the streets kind of routine, but it's kind of true at the same time, like my friends in grade nine and I still am in communication with some of these guys. Um, I stayed over at their house one night. We had a party. They were like grade nine. And they literally stole my bike. <laughs> you stay over at your friend's house and they steal your bike while you're sleeping. And they don't tell you about it. Like that's like, you know what I mean? Come on, bud. Anywho. So. Just as stories inspiringly convey essential brands brand attributes to employees, so do a variety of other methods, from the straightforward to the ambitious, from the obvious to the ingenious. Delivering the brand. When you have 300,000 employees working around the clock in 220 countries around the glo globe and high above it, it's not easy to reach your people with the brand message. But in cooperating with Hollywood in making of the 2000 Tom Hanks film Castaway, FedEx set a new standard for getting it done. Hanks plays a passionate FedEx manager who, right from the opening scene of the film, preaches and lives what the brand is all about. Relax. It's FedEx. Castaway was a hit at the box office and certainly entertained millions of folks that didn't work at FedEx. But it made no mistake. FedEx executives targeted not only their actual and potential customers, but FedEx employees themselves. All over the world, the most passionate fans of the films, the film are the employees of the gigantic overnight package mover who share the movie so family and friends can see and feel what FedEx culture is all about. Those employees have every right to be proud. Heck, Hanks was stranded on, on a deserted island for four years and still delivered the one remaining package from his ordeal. That's cool. Just imagine how inspiring Castaway was to FedEx workers, no doubt. The film is full of dialogue and footage that celebrates the company's brand of legendary efficiency and commitment. Here's Hanks living the brand while playing FedEx manager Chuck Nolan, inspecting a Russian terminal in an early scene. Chuck, there's only one way. We have to work together. Every one of us depends on everyone else. If one package is late, we're all late. If one truck misses the deadline, 
We all missed the deadline. Let's start by taking a look around. And then Chuck says, Here, this table is far from the wall. Packages can slip down like pulls out a package from behind the table. This, what could be in here? Let's say one of you sent it. Could be the closing papers of your dacha. Could be a toy for your grandson's birthday. Could be a kidney to keep your mother alive. I don't think you want your mother's kidney to end up behind a table. And imagine how much interest this film has inspired among friends and families of FedEx staff. Is FedEx really like that? Do you think a FedEx worker would really deliver the last package the way Tom Hanks did? Maybe. Maybe. I think that'd be pretty cool. I'd do it if I could. I hope FedEx gave Castaway tickets to every single one of their employees and bought them a DVD to help spread the, spread the word. No doubt. Think of the outreach program you could do. I want to say something here for the record. Um, yeah, I, uh, I'm pretty insecure, uh, scared about even outreach and being discovered. I don't want to be discovered. I don't want to be famous. I enjoy being the autopilot guy. Um, I like just kind of making money and not having to talk to anyone, not having any employees and, uh, just run my machines is the truth. Uh, but we'll see what happens because apparently with, uh, just a pretty good, decent SEO, uh, program, you like you, people will find you on, uh, with Google and Yahoo and Bing. So yeah, SEO is pretty basic too. If you don't know anything about it, just start writing. I'm starting to see uh, a lot of people that they don't actually write too. So that was kind of interesting to me because I write lots. Build your brand from inside out. Seen from the perspective of FedEx employees, Castaway demonstrates the common misperception that brands target customers alone. In fact, by first focusing your brand communication on internal stakeholders, you best ensure delivery of your brand promise in that hyper-competitive world out there. By focusing your brand communications on internal stakeholders, you best ensure delivery of your brand promise in that hyper-competitive world. In other words, brands are built from the inside out because if you don't get in your own employees inspired about your brand, they sure won't be out there inspiring your customers at thousands daily touch points. You know, that leads me to a... Uh, an interesting creative idea here for my brand because uh, um, just on the, we're going to take a pause here on the practical side of when I stop this podcast what I go do is I'm repairing my server here um, on the Linux world so but we are launching the uh, eight weight loss domains the weight loss hospitals I refer to the mass and I've been manifesting this for who shoot six years is the truth um, I, I have specifically, uh, healed countless people, probably at least 20 to 30 people easily lost 20 to 30 pounds. Um, when I led them, uh, through my fitness programs, uh, I've saved countless marriages, not countless, a few, quite a few, four or five marriages. Like I help people with their marriage, with their, their loved one. 
but countless people, I've got them off drugs and alcohol and I give them a sense of purpose. Um, just from being myself basically, but it's, so my, my proven weight loss system, um, so I'm just thinking here, if you don't get your own employees inspired about your brand, they sure won't be out there inspiring your customers at thousands of daily touch points. Now, when it comes to the, uh, the weight loss hospitals, I'm, I'm going to be spearheading uh, orcanutrition.com because I lead through example. But I'm going to need seven section commanders um, to spearhead the other weight loss domains and provide emotional guidance and consulting for uh, people who are serious about their weight loss journey and they are going to commit to our six-month proven system and uh, I'm just thinking here creatively what better way if 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 I um, I personally heal these seven section commanders so they come into the company or into the weight loss hospital and they are fat and lazy and they are sick and they do have diabetes well what if I invest six months with each, with each of those people and when they're done and their lives have changed I can offer them uh, a full-time job hopefully making way better money than they've ever made before that's for sure uh, and to coach and guide people for the other sections of the weight loss hospital I cannot think of a better way how the employee, the team member, will inspire other customers because we're speaking through the heart and so just leading by example. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Cool. That's amazing. Uh, Gerstner knew that if IBM was ever going to convince the market of the new brand direction, he had to convince his own people first. Hmm. Convince your own people first. For Castaway, maybe FedEx took a page from Lou Gernster of IBM. Gernster took over as CEO of Big Blue at a desperately bad time in the company's long history. In 1992, Interbrand's annual top 100 global brands ranking put IBM brand equity at negative 52 million. That's right, it was calculated and determined that every time the IBM name was brought into the selling equation, it had a detrimental effect, resulting in negative brand equity. The brand was worthless. Yeah, the brand was worthless, but it's IBM. It's an amazing company. It's like, like the world's most talented people. So this is the part where I get confused because I'm more of the, uh, or I don't know which one I am. I'm uh, trained in society as like the analytical, the auditor, the accountant, the CFO, that kind of guy. It's the, um, uh, the music, the art side the branding and connecting with my customers now that uh, that I've just worked on through just 
time that's coming out and really start to see how valuable it is. So the whole brand stuff and all this is, uh, like with the weight loss, for example, it's literally just, dude, you're fat and lazy. Okay, well, still be a couch potato, but don't eat. Drink more water, eat less food. Done. You will lose weight. Do that for six months. You will lose weight. The only way you don't lose weight is if you lack discipline. Okay? You might not know everything, but we can guide you through that. But you're going to pay us. Anyways. Gernster wanted to change the company's focus from hardware like mainframe computers to solutions like consulting. Bingo. Smart man. Solution. What's the solution? I will guarantee you'll permanently change your body 20 pounds lighter and your life will just be better in so many ways and it's going to be so great. It's going to be so special and fun. But IBM was a massive organization. How to communicate the new direction? Email. SMTP protocol. Pick up your phone. Record a podcast on Anchor. Make a YouTube video. Have every employee go to your site. Log in with their username. The first thing they have to do is watch this video from beginning till end and it'll track it that they have to watch it. And then if you want to make sure they're actually watching it, you could have a camera in their monitor pointing at them so you can verify that every one of those employees watched the video. You can get your message across that way. <laughs> I don't need millions of dollars to, uh, to do that. Oh, this is so fun. How to communicate the new direction and the thing i want to preface is that like you got to remember like humans have never had access to technology before right and the game has changed that's what i love about um technology uh, i've been focused on email marketing for six years and seeing the technology shift in those past six years and like the human movement and uh, how people are using the technology and it's and it's awesome and people the best way to make money online is email email list Anybody that knows anything that has bags of money knows that. So I feel pretty confident sitting here in the position I'm in, but uh, I do need to get some revenue coming in. I'm definitely not the re best revenue uh, player. That's okay. Gernster uh, commissioned a series of ads that featured real IBM employees published in the business press. They were deliberately targeted to inspire IBM workers the old guard in particular, to convince them that the company had changed its approach and that they too should adapt. Gernster knew that if IBM was ever going to convince the market of new brand direction, he had to convince his own people first. Bingo. Smart man. Uh, and what I like what they did is that featured real IBM employees. That's the thing that, that I like too, and I just lead by example. The real dealio, yo. We own the real dealio.com. Hold up a mirror. But most of us don't have hundreds of thousands on staff and Hollywood agents aren't knocking down our doors. Not a problem. There are plenty of affordable, inspirational opportunities if you go looking for them. Like what we did with GSW, a client and manufacturer of water heaters, eave troughs and other products. The company had become so diverse that when I did a job there early in the new millennium, it had lost all sense of identity. What we did at GSW was give the brand its pride back. 
we conducted a think audit. Boom. That's what I do. So anyone that does think audits, get them to call me, please. It's, they want me. Okay. Make sure they're not a cheapskate miser and they're going to pay me. They're going to pay me well. But think audit. Bingo. And realized that they were the oldest manufacturing business in Canada. Damn, son. These people were part of a legacy with very deep roots back to a pioneering spirit. Bingo. Not only that, the company was still creating innovative processes, hence the new positioning statement, Manufacturing Pioneers since 1847. We had a university professor write a history book of the company. It included all kinds of Pride included tidbits like stories about areas of the existing plant that were original, dating all the way back to the company's inception. Say this again. We had a university professor write a history book of the company. Cool. I like that. Write a history book of the company. It included all kinds of pride-inducing tidbits. Pride inducing. So the thing about pride is, you know what? Fuck, I'm proud to be a Canadian, man. That's holding me back? Well, F you. You'd take a hike. <laughs> like, we're the true north and the free up here, brother. Like stories about areas of the existing plants that were original, dating all the way back to the company's inception. Cool. I have a copy of the book, and it's a great read, but the primary target audience was internal. Ah. Uh, 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 just like, just like the IBM ads were aimed at IBM workers themselves, a copy of the GSW history was distributed to all staffers. It was like a mirror they could look in to rediscover who they were then they could relate the story to others john barford the majority owner of gsw at the time sold the organization in 2006 in a meeting with potential buyers john walked around the boardroom and placed a copy of the book in front of each suitor needless to say they were impressed i've noticed this i've noticed this placed a copy of the book when you have a book you have leverage you have competitive advantage on people and people resonate well with the book um this was a company that ultimately commanded a price proportional to its deep brand equity bingo now i just want to say something about the book here's my view on the book i've got like four books already written um i'm looking for an editor this year for me and my mentor and uh I notice if you got a book, people are like, oh, he's an author and they talk about it or whatever. And it's like, my whole view was, I'm starting to see like, buddy in my superior men's group told me to buy his book. And he said, Jesse, my book is my business card. And uh, that really resonated because I asked him how many copies of his book has he sold? He said like 200 or whatever. And said, that's fuck all, right? So... I guess the fact if I even have my book, you can go buy my book. Well, that's cool, right? I guess, but 
I, I, I want to sell a million books. You know what I mean? I don't want to sell a book just like, hey, I got a book. I want to sell a million books. And I want to sell a million books before I even go into a meeting with um, a publisher. And if I could do that, that'd be pretty amazing. But, yeah, I probably should just get the book released. But no, people resonate well with the book. So you, you, you increase your stock value um, if you have a book. That's what it is. Like, you will probably get a higher paying job if you have a book, if you're an author. Right? Like, that's the thing. It's like with, with science, you can't disprove, like, in, in achievements, you can't disprove certain achievements and certain numbers. You can't disprove science. And then if you're an author and you have a book, well, here's my physical book. You, you know, and now that I got, yeah, that's interesting. Okay, let's keep going. Janitor Splendor. In Chapter 9, I discussed our work with commercial real estate manager, Oxford Properties, where our goal was to smash the traditional advertising relationship between landlords and tenants. One part of our plan was to celebrate the custodians who were so intensely proud of their fine-tuned buildings. These guys would get into good-natured arguments over who had the shiniest marble floors and the cleanest elevators. Good. Awesome. You know what I mean? Take pride in your work. So we ran magazine ads targeted at Oxford employees themselves that featured photos of these janitors and gave tribute to their customer care commitment. The ads also appeared right in the building lobbies, standing tall on easel signs for the thousand of building occupants to see each day. Another way we changed the landlord-tenant relationship at Oxford was changing the vocabulary. I think the landlord, a term from feudal times is one of the scariest words in the English language. So we discarded that term and started calling Oxford simply Oxford. What? Whatever. And of course they and of course they became the first commercial real estate company in North America to call their tenants customers. Really? That's what I call my tenants. I call them a customers in my real estate business. Wow, that's cool. This is like, funny, this is like common sense to me. I'm gonna pause one thing here too. Yeah. The greed of profiteering, there's always gonna, I think that is, that's the part for me where I just, you know, I, I turn a blind eye. It's like, I don't, I'm not here to take your battle chest. I'm not here to take over the world. I'm not trying to be the next Zucks, you know. Um, but I do need to get paid. And when you're thinking of entrepreneurship and businesses and you're an owner or whatever, and if you're not happy with, you should be building, in my opinion, in my art form of entrepreneur, and this is the way I'm building everything, is all owners like me right now, to, and anyone that I'm talking to that's in my inner circle, I'm thinking, okay, well, we got to build me $20,000 a month and you $20,000 a month on autopilot while you still go to work to your nine to five and grow with other people. And uh, if that's not good enough for you, well, you're filtered, bro. You are out of my organization because you are too greedy. And the responses I've been getting back from that has been all positive. So that's uh, the $20,000 mindset. And I believe I'm the one spearheading that new thought movement 
and collective consciousness. Okay, create a unique vocabulary. Starbucks is another brand that understands the power of vocabulary. To sell a coffee at never before heard of prices, they describe their coffees in never before heard of terms like grande, vente, trenta. In the land of Starbucks, baristas don't pour a cup of coffee, they craft your custom drink. Yeah, but I actually make better coffee than my Starbucks. <laughs> um, keep going. My favorite is Grande Bold. Grande Bold. For Andres, it's a decaf venti, five shot, half full Americano. I asked Zoe at my local store for the most customized drink she could think of, and this is what she rhymed off. Half cap, triple venti, sugar-free vanilla, non-fat, extra hot, no foam, light whip, latte. One unique drink. No doubt. So here's how I make my coffee. I'm drinking it right now. I get coffee beans, organic coffee beans or GMO-free coffee beans. Okay. And I put them in a, what is it, a blender? Blender. Then I put them in a, it's called, a, I'm going to call it a percolator. That sucks. I want to design a new uh, product and sell that. Maybe they'll go on the docket next year. But then I also uh, chop up turmeric and ginger. Why? Because those are superfoods. And uh, I let it boil. And then I put in organic sugar and coconut oil. Gets my brain fired up. And I used to put in uh, unsweetened almond milk, but I don't anymore. I just, just don't like it. And because uh, your tastes change over time. But that is an. Now you have a superfood. You have like a concoction ready to do a 30 minute podcast and start reading at 6.30 in the morning. <laughs> and uh, that is just healthy and didn't cost me five bucks. So when people start for me and I know I'm not alone because I'm just you know the ev everyday surviving man or whatever, um, I know that paying $5 for coffee is stupid stupid it literally is stupid and uh, I don't need the fancy terms and stuff you know that, that that's never been me uh, but that's where I'm different so if you resonate well with that hey cool man there's probably a, a like attraction there okay POS Southwest Airlines has not a single international flight but still flies among the most passengers of any US airline they celebrated their 38th consecutive year of profitability in 2010. One of the many reasons behind this astonishing record is the way they capitalize the C in customer and the E in employee to emphasize the importance they hold. And I'm sure you've noticed our nod to Southwest in the way we capitalize brand. And the most important reason is POS. POS is what their 37,000 employees deliver every day. Positively outrageous service. I love it. Bingo. Positively outrageous service is expected at every one at Southwest from CEO Gary Kelly to the pilots to refueling crew. It's POS that inspires pilots to help flight attendants clean planes between flights and gets them turned around at the gate in an unbeatable 20 minutes. Okay, say that again, what? 
It's POS that inspires pilots to help flight attendants clean planes between flights and get them turned around at the gate in unbeatable 20 minutes. Wow, that is absolutely impressive. It's POS that has landed this airline on Fortune Magazine's list of America's most admired companies ever since 1997. And it's POS that has inspired airlines like JetBlue and WestJet to replicate with high but not equal levels of success. The Southwest brand model. Positively outrageous service is expected at everyone at Southwest from the CEO to the pilots of the of the refueling crew. Okay, well, that's for all my, for the weight loss hospitals. When coffee gets cold, though, it's gross. Southwest proves that inspiring your people to be brand ambassadors creates a virtuous upward spiral of opportunities to inspire them even more. Here is a brand so confident in its ability to deliver POS that it signed up with A&E to produce Airline, a reality TV show that exclusively covered Southwest Airlines and the many dramatic and sometimes funny things that happen in their world every day. It's got a page left. Airline. How many organizations do you know with the guts to let A&E run a primetime show of their front people? What? How does that take guts? That is just more exposure, more brand awareness, more human consciousness that goes into your brand increases the number of business transactions your company will process, thus profit. <laughs> Why does that take guts? I don't even know. Um, telling a lady she can't fly today because her cute little doggy isn't allowed on board? Question mark. Telling a mob of customers they won't be going home tonight because of flight cancellations? Question mark. Dealing with obnoxious customers who are often drunk as lords? want to be the drunk guy man because of their commitment to uh, positively outrageous service Southwest employees came through it all with grace and flying customers a huge inspiration to their colleagues and a compelling reason for any viewer to try out the brand in fact Southwest received an average 9% bump in online bookings every Monday night after the show aired bingo the perfect, is it Segway? S-E-G-U-E? S-E-G-U-E, Segway. Here at Instinct, we created a bit of unique vocabulary ourselves. For example, before I coined the term, there hadn't been anyone called a brand coach. Executive coaches and business coaches, sure. Brand guys, yes. But never a brand coach. Putting two well-known words together for the first time create a new meaning, making potential clients curious about what my firm could do for them. When someone asks me what I do and I reply, I'm a brand coach, their interest tends to be piqued and the next thing I say, they say is, what is a brand coach? And then I get to tell them, I have a 19 second elevator pitch and two minute cocktail party speech always ready to go. I would recommend that everyone in your organization have one as well. Ooh, that's interesting. I have it. I'm always surprised 
at how few people can crispy explain what they do for a living and what value they and their organization provide. But it's critical skill in a hyper message world where first impressions and referrals count for so much. Okay. Yes, that's where I get a bit confused because, again, I just... Okay, the brand does not belong to the marketing partner. If the marketing people at Nissan were waxing poetic that everything we shift we make better, while their customer service line is a literal wrong number, all the beautiful ads in the world won't save their brand, and there is no point in the marketing department at Volvo walking the brand talk while their dealerships are giving out corkscrews and exploding the coveted safety position. By first building your brand through internal inspiration, by internal inspiration. Okay, sweet. So I'm on the right path, spearheading organ nutrition. I like, yeah, that's great. Just keep going. That's what you gotta do. You will ensure that the greatest returns when your brand reaches the outside world. When your team is functioning cohesively as an inspired unit, which will come in my team skills and the military, all focused on the promise of the brand, they will instinctively communicate. They will instinctively communicate its attributes outside the organizations and stakeholders will listen. Well, you know what? I'm gonna be the only stakeholder and the employees are gonna be the stakeholders. Boom, no one else. So yeah, cool, thanks so much. That was amazing. I feel ready to go into the Linux world. So I'm gonna stop this and then I gotta go into the Linux world. And uh, it's okay because this is my bottleneck. I'm just excited. I wanna get my server back up and my network configured here in the data center. Um, it's all revenue producing activities and I believe I've overcome the hardest part now of my entrepreneur process and this month I will tell you has been the most uh, stressful and tough financially of my entire life <laughs> and that's cool so yeah I guess uh, that's great so let's meet back at the water cooler in a couple minutes anyone wants to hang out there if you got work to do get back to work or whatever but I'll be at the water cooler We've got donuts there. Just please make sure someone save me a maple donut. Just love the maple donuts. And uh, yeah, I hope you got something out of this. And uh, yeah, I look forward to launching Orca Nutrition, Proven Weight Loss System. All right, guys, take care. Call me here. Have a fantastic day.